The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. It is another edition of The Big Issue. I remain your one and only George Abba. We are here again in the studio to keep you tapped with big issues in and around Nigeria. And of course, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. But while you were enjoying your weekend, there were pile up of issues, issues of national interest. And of course, as usual, with me here in the studio and my colleagues and in-house analysts, we were in Lola Sunday Isua. Thank you very much. And of course, the political expert, the political pundit, we call him so, Chibuzo Okaibe. Thank you, sir. And of course, as usual, our discussions on issues bordering on the polity are going to be as witty, as potent as they are. Like I always say, big issue is a treasure to consult whenever you wish to learn or be informed about the goings on in the country. And of course, today's big issue takes us to the violence, protests, and boycotts that were key terms that best describe Saturday's World Congresses in several states, chapters of the ruling or progressive Congress. Because this was in spite of the riot act read by the party leadership in Abuja warning against anti-party activities. Against the directive of the governor Buni-led National Critical Committee, parallel congresses were also held in many of the states amid protests and violence in states like Ogun, Ekiti, Oyo, Apaibom, Imo, Eboni. We can go on counting. Inequity and Ebony, especially violence, led to the death of three party members, while several others were allegedly injured following clashes between supporters of Ekiti state governor Kayo Defayemi and those of the APC national leader Asiwaju Bola Tinibu, as well as the attack on APC member by unknown gunmen in Ebony. National leadership and in, had in a preemptive move Friday warned party chieftains against the conduct of parallel congresses in the state threatening to sanction members who do so. Secretary today of the National Ketika Extraordinary Convention Planning Committee, Senator John Akpan Udo Edehe, in a notice said the party would invoke necessary disciplinary measures against those who hold parallel congresses. For several state chapters of the party defied these directives on Saturday by conducting parallel congresses that were marred by violence and boycott. Um, we were. We all saw what happened last Saturday. Sure. The much awaited APC Congress has come and gone. But the ripple it had created, it, it left behind, is still reverberating everywhere in the country. What is your assessment of the Congress generally? Well, yeah, thank you very much. The Congress has come and gone. And the ripple effects are everywhere. Well, but for the skirmishes of violence, uh, killings, boycotts here and there, I would say that uh, we should congratulate the APC. That at least, I mean, at the end of the day, they are holding this Congress. But it is it's belated and it's very much awaited. However, if not for the Supreme Court judgment, on Wednesday, on on those state governorship election, after which 
Minister of uh, Minister of State for Okay, I'm that Minister of State for Labor Labor and Productivity came up to warn the party that if not that the judges were a bit magnanimous and the fact that Bruni uh, was not judged was not joined in that case, you know, together with that one violation. It was from that point that the party started having issues. People who had issue with the, the Bonin-led committee, Telegraph committee of the party, started coming up from different angles, saying that the party was there. And that was why you had that kind of, um, you know, um, violence, boycott, and whatever you may have at the Congress. Well, um, the Supreme Court ruling would question the validity of Governor Malabuni as APC Ketika Committee Chairman gave a lot of people, especially party faithful, worry about the, con the validity otherwise of the Congress that was going to go. Remember the Minister <coughs> of Labor Festus Kayamo warned against the implication of proceeding with the Congress with that court verdict. Uh, it's did this, in your own opinion, contributed to what really happened on Saturday or what happened on Saturday was bound to happen with or without that APESCO pronouncement? Well, um, fundamentally, um, a lot of things are actually wrong with our, part, uh, our political party uh, structures because even before uh, the nomination of uh, Akiridum as the governorship candidate of Ondo State, in the newsroom, we had some kind of discussions, and we said that look, for a sitting governor to, you know, send a nomination of a candidate to INEC to uh, to be absorbed as a candidate of political party, it was very very risky because the constitution have stated that expressly. If you check the the constitution in section uh, 183, and even the APC uh, uh, constitution, you know, talk about. Uh, uh, issue of uh, not allowing a sitting governor to hold another executive office in their article 17 sub uh, sub 4 so you know the the issues on ground is that people think that political party is just an all comma you just go and meet certain people you know bring them together i said that our foundation is wrong because Many people don't know the last time they paid dues to be members of political parties. So, and you can see that if we don't pay dues and some people, you know, just gather themselves, you know, do everything that need to be do uh, that need to be done to run a political party, then the foundation is wrong, and it is it, it is it is very clear that every ruling party, you know. The clear, the, the, the clear struggle there is about how to hold on to power because the, the, the political party or the political party members knows that, okay, we are in government. Now, if we are in government, how can we hold or how can I hold the structure since other members don't even pay dues? So if you check, the crisis was uh, bound to happen because you see a senator from a state trying to hold the structure of the party 
a minister from the same state trying to hold the structure of the party and all these political uh, 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 members they have their own followers now their followers will want to support their own candidate so even in cases where they say okay let's adopt consensus candidate other people disagree so you see where the, the, the problem is the party does not have a clear cut stand on how their leaders should emerge they just do things based on how it is convenient to them they don't do things based on the constitution of the party because if we are to go by the, the rule of the game every member of the party is supposed to pay dues and if you pay due you should be able to stand your ground and say this is the person i want to be my chairman in my world or at the local government but you don't even pay uh, party dues you know and people who also sponsor the party they will also want their boys you know to be there so that tomorrow if i'm looking for a ticket or if someone is looking for a ticket to go into the senate or go into the state house of assembly or contest for governorship is the same person that is uh, cutting the shot you know that will determine who emerged so that is why you see the crisis you know because the crisis you know it's already there but everybody will now struggle to see that whatever that happens either by consensus or by voting let my people be there and that is why this issue is there are you saying that the supreme court's pronouncement had no had no role to play in what played out on saturday because um we were according to a report there was this report that is saying that a distort president muhammad Buhari had to vice president osibanjo from abroad in london where he's on medical checkup to tell the vice president to act immediately to jump into the arena and see how far he can save the party after that Supreme Court pronouncement. And of course, they saw Simbanjo, according to the report, Simbanjo, someone the meeting and then inviting senior lawyers in the party to discuss the matter, the implication of the Supreme Court verdict. Wait, let me finish this way. To discuss the matter the way it is and see how they can save the party from, 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 from any mishap. And of course, the consensus and the agreement in that meeting was that in the Congress should not proceed, that they should be suspended while they weigh the option. But the Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice, Malami, insisted that the Congress must hold. And of course, Buni took it off from there and said, Yes, if Malami says so, as the number one of law officer of the country and the senior advocate of Nigeria, that meeting should proceed. What kind of senior would you put here? Yes, sir, you see, this particular issue this the supreme court decision have nothing to do with the killings or the mayhem that happened during the congress you know as i stated earlier if you look at the political history of nigeria from 1999 you can see that <clears throat> the ampp which was the major opposition party they have always conducted their primaries or either congresses in a peaceful manner because they don't have much uh, they, they are not in government so there is no much competition if you check the pdp that time it was also a similar issue because some people members of the party don't even pay dues so people who are in government will always try to see that they impose their own people on the people because they are in government and you know what that means if you are in a ruling party 
the chances are that once you are holding a, 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 a party office, even at the local level or at the state level, it means that you are close to entering government because they can ask you at any time, say, okay, uh, we are looking for uh, people who will serve in this board or who will serve in the other board. Or if they want to contest an election, they will have to come to you. Members of the party will have to come to you and say, okay, we want this uh, person to contest for state house assembly or to contest for the governorship. So the issue is the party is not in the hands of the people. The people don't determine those who go there. It's just a clique, a cabal, you know, who determine those who go there. And within the cabal, everybody will be struggling to see that, yes, he holds the party. The party is not actually in the hands of the people. That's why I say, fundamentally, things are wrong. Because Nigerians or people who want to be members of the political party, they don't pay dues. So invariably, it, it was not about the Supreme Court uh, uh, decision. Even if this Congress uh, we are, uh, was to be suspended and a later date, you know, announced, there will still be problems. Same kind of yes. Problem. In fact, those who have not even conducted these primaries or the Congresses, sorry, Congresses, they will still have issues because some vested interests want to hold the party. And that is where the problem will come in from well, um, why this um, protests, boycott, violence happening last Saturday in the Congress is conducted by the, the opposition PDP was having a field day. They sit down, they smile, they issue a statement and tell the governing party that all the thing you are doing there is an illegality. What we saw in this is a replay of what happened. 2019 and the build up to the 2019 general election. What is really the issue with the APC? That every time they were supposed to hold congresses, start electoral processes that will guide them to the major election, they will always be in fighting. Shibuzo, what do you think about? Um, I think Mr. Iso has given a, a broader background of our political system and the failings of our political system. Yes, Ogamu, you also pointed out some dynamics within the APC and how they got to this point. Well, for me, what we are seeing in the APC is, as abnormal as it sounds, is not unusual. Um, in political engagements, in our political history, in our political uh, evolution so far in, in Nigeria, we've always had this kinds of problems, particularly when a party or when people feel or when political stakeholders feel, you know, the structure is viable for acquisition of power. The contest is always going to be very fierce. And so it's not abnormal. It is abnormal for the party that has ideology to get to this point. But like I said, it is not unusual considering a political evolution. But having said that, I think to some extent, the Supreme Court ruling actually emboldened party stakeholders to take a position on this matter. Indeed, there have been grumblings within the party. And those grumblings, if, if I may say, were driven by certain power play within the party, which again is not abnormal. 
of course, political party arrangements are made up of blocks, political blocks and interests, who collapse into a structure to ensure they get power. But it does not mean all is going to be rosy within the party. You're always going to have this push and pull and uh, dialogue and bargain and negotiation and all of that within. However, it is when there is a failure to harmonize or control that structure to ensure that discussions within go smoothly. That is where you have what we are seeing now play out. And before the Supreme Court judgment, there were comments by party leadership that I believe triggered concern among party stakeholders. When a party comes up to say we are going to have a consensus arrangement on how party leaders emerge or party elected uh, office holders emerge, it was always naturally going to trigger concerns. When you, on the one hand, you see they are going, they are going to do direct primary, and on, on the other hand, you are saying you are going to do direct, uh, you are going to do, sorry, you are going to do indirect, you are going to do direct primaries, and on the other hand, you are saying people are going to emerge on consensus. You are sending conflicting signals party members and that would naturally cause fear in the minds of those who feel they have been edged out from the power play within their states and so we saw that play out in delta for instance we are the deputy senate president who appears to because of his position and because of uh, his uh, well, I don't want to put him above because he's the leader Kayamu of the party. No, well, he's the leader it, of the party. It's, it's deputies, I think deputy senate president. That should be higher office than the yeah, but yes. the, the fact that you are deputy and you appear to be the leader of the party does not mean you should uh, not open the space for 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 a proper engagement. How do I mean? The fact that you are leader of the party does not exclude you from or exclude a process where everybody has a fair share in how the party runs. Oh, sorry to cut you short. I'm not saying, see, let me guide you in that delta state. Don't forget the Supreme Court pronouncement. When it was made, and party stakeholders started giving their various interpretations about what the Supreme Court said and its implication. Mwagege brought out a position of the law, which was totally at variance with what Festus Kayamo said. But yes, these are two people in this Jesus. state. That's where I was going to. And then at the end of the day, just like I was telling you, Isuwa said the Supreme Court judgment did not impact negatively on the Congress last Saturday. Do you agree with that? No, like I said earlier, it's emboldening them to do what they're them. It's an emboldening thing. It's not as if those concerns were not there before the judgment. Yeah. That I think that was what Usa was trying to do, that they were underlining problems before the judgment even came. So all the judgment they were just emboldening people to come and just say, oh, we're not going to agree. That was all it did. And for the the legal points of view posited by Kayamo and Kambo Adege, it was clear. It was always going to be a divisive thing because they are both on on different spectrums as far as the party is concerned. But was it right for Kayamo's camp? because they abandoned the Congress, they you, you the know, of the Congress. The, the issue is that mm-hmm. the people who want to control the political party, they have always been struggling. And this issue is very clear. Now, if Teamo is coming up with a position that the Supreme Court uh, judgment should be a pointer to the party to suspend the primaries, it means that 
he knew that if this primaries hold on Saturday, uh, the Congress is hold on Saturday, he, will, he is going to be aged out because they have a list of people who will conduct these Congresses and people who will emerge either by consensus, uh, by consensus or by voting. So the, the Supreme Court, court uh, judgment was like opportunity for people who want the process to be suspended, you know, to now bring in their own interest, you know. But I don't see the Supreme Court uh, judgment you know, you know, uh, having a serious impact on this because the issue is that whether the congresses are conducted or not, in the long run, the party will still have a way. You know, th these congresses can be conducted, and in few months or few years to come, they will say they will conduct another congress to, to elect uh, other leaders. So it does not really mean that. Uh, uh, the, the, the judgment, you know, have an impact. Per se. It's, it's a ruling party and every there will always be struggle. So I, 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 I think, I think, uh, uh, I think uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, okay. Be, let me just uh, put something before you okay. so that you add it to what okay. I want to say. The APC Congress was supposed to be a true test of the unity and internal democracy in the party. After the Oshomoleye did the Congress indicate that all oh, is not well with the party? Yeah, you are very, very correct. The Congress was actually the litmus test for the winning leg of that party. But before I go into that, I want to just shed more light on what said. The Supreme Court judgment actually emboldened those who perceived that things were not going right in their camp to come out to say that this Congress must be suspended. Now, back to the issue of uh, being a litmus test for the Bonin led career committee. Yes, it is. In fact, since Shomore left in June 2020, it's about the only statutory activities the party is engaging in. Recall that when Bonin came on board in June last year, the committee was given a six month tenure to reconcile aggrieved parties, like party members, and convey national convention. Six months after, that was by December last year, mm. the channel was extended again for another six six months with the same mandate. When that when that ended, it was also extended now indefinitely. Now this is about the only and major people exercise they're conducting. After you know after the was it about the history of the parties and all those things? And this has shown that uh, the party has a long way to go. It shows you that the major reason why the why why this committee came on board, which was to reconstitute. Well, um, before we one will hit that point, he's actually making now. Let's just quickly take a short break. We'll be back in a moment. The big issue: breaking down the issues that matter. Well, you welcome back from that short break. This is Big Issue Leadership Podcast. Don't forget, we are talking about the controversies that trail the congresses conducted across the state by the governing or progressive congress. And of course, we are taking the issues as they come, analyzing them, making sure that you get certain points about issues that happen the way they happen, which you might not know. Of course, while we are talking about uh, 
Right, but, but yes, that, that the exercise was actually a little more test for this particular yeah. This is about the major exercise they are embarking on, you know, since we came apart. The other one was about uh, party mentalization and opposition and all this stuff. You know, like I said earlier, that uh, this committee came on board as a child of necessity, you know, and uh, it was given a mandate to reconcile members, agreed members, at the same time, you know, conduct uh, a national convention. Now, out of those two, out of th th those two assignments, the first one is what they are doing now. And from what has played out in the Congress, it tells you that people are still agitating local parties. People are still not united. People are still aggrieved. And it's also a signal to governors and other stakeholders that want to come to the party saying that, that the, party, the party they are coming into is not as stable, it's not as, uh, as rosy as they think it is. Well, in the next few days now, the various Congress committees across the state will be submitting their party their reports to the national headquarters of the party. And uh, the party will have to constitute and inaugurate an appeal committee because there will be all kinds of reports after this exercise. When they now consider appeal committee, then people have grievances here and there. They can now come around make the appeal and the party will have to take a stand. Don't forget that the party had issued a statement that in line with the next meeting, the next resolution of December 8th last year, nobody should go to court on any party matter. In other words, nobody is allowed to go to court no matter how much he feels agreed with the outcome of the success. And there is a there, 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 there's an example to that effect. When Oshomori left power, or when they placed him out, his team members that remain threatened that they will go to court, challenging Boni's legitimacy of the then acting national chairman, Iliad Eta, went to court to challenge. He continued with the, with the, with the, with the litigation, he was expelled. It's a signal to all these people that whoever wants to raise alarm and wants to go against whatever the party decides will be chased out of the party. But how many people are you going to chase out? Because in politics, a thousand friends are not enough, but one enemy is too many. The more the area. The AC has to watch it. They have to watch the way it handles this particular matter so that it does not disintegrate. 2023 is an around the corner. If you chase me out now, go to another party and I'll walk against you. So I think it's a warning sign and it's an also opportunity, an opportunity for the party to reconcile its members ahead of the convention and ahead of the next election. Well, um, why some members of APC have been, why some of the problems in APC have been solved? Others are also imagined. Many of these imagined problems are believed to have impacted on Saturday's congresses because the violence that allegedly took place is symptoms of unresolved crisis in the party. For instance, the rift between Lai Mohammed and Kwara State Governor in Kwara State. The Lucas Zamfarawe, a sitting governor who is a new entrant of the party, 
and all members like a former governor of the state who is a serving senator are still fighting themselves. How can the party wriggle out of this problem ahead of 2023? Can you hear what that is what they should do before they get into that very big election. If not, it might be their own undoing. It is left for them to see how they can dialogue amongst themselves and try to come up with the best outcomes on how they can handle their problems. They follow the party constitution. If they keep the ground open for open dialogue, I'm sure they will come up with possible solutions on how to resolve their problems. Well, um, there are two camps in APC now. Those who want the Puni-led APC committee to stay. And those who want, who said, please, they must go. Although nobody wants to come out and loud it to be perhaps because of palpable tension and fear. No, no, it's That obvious. they may be blacklisted. Those who want Bunit to stay are the ones praising the Congress and say it was peaceful and transparent. Why those who want him to go are the ones grumbling? Won't this whole war affect the party in the long run? Like you spoke about 2022. Well, um, it will affect the party in the long run because um, there is no way um, you bring in uh, a sitting governor, you know, that is supposed to like all the affairs of the party for just three months or so and you keep extending it many uh, politicians will not be happy because this is a sitting governor there are things that real politicians can't discuss with him because they know that if they discuss with him he has other governors that he will discuss with and at the end of the day those politicians may be punished by their own uh, state governor so as it is, having a sitting governor is actually a, a, a minus for the entire party because that governor is supposed to like just fix a problem and leave. So you can see because he has stayed there long, it's just like uh, having a military regime in a country. If the military comes, once they start enjoying, you know, the, the, the taste of that office, they will not want to go. And you, you, you know what is involved in military regime. If they suspend constitution, suspend every kind of uh, human rights and all that. So it's the same thing. I was expecting that the Buni committee, because I know Buni when he was the secretary of the APC. I interviewed him as the secretary of the APC. He's a very sound mind and a very courageous politician. But it is expected that they give you an assignment. Even if some other vested interests want you to stay longer, just do that assignment and leave. Now you have stayed for more than how some even elected party chairman in convention used to stay. More than a year and all that. So I think he needs to gather himself, make sure that he conducts these congresses in a peaceful manner and hand over. Because the longer he stays, you know, the, 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 the part it is for the party. Well, some people are saying lack of internal mechanism for resolving problems within the party is because some key organs that are supposed to address these issues have not been constituted yet, like the BOT, the Board of Trustees. You know, the thinking is that an independent body like the BOT, comprising elders of the party, would have addressed some of these naughty issues, like the wrangle over whether the Buni committee should go or remain. Why is it that the beauty is here to be formed? Uh, I think uh, it's only the party 
the party that can, you know, talk, talk on that matter. Ordinarily, they're supposed to have a BOT, but they don't have. But don't you agree with people who say that that is, could be the reason why this crisis, the crisis? You know, that, that is why I was making a statement. If you have a military regime, you won't have Senate. You won't have the National Assembly. So, Bumi need to put this party together to enable them to have every organ that need to be, you know, in place for the party. Because as it is now with a caretaker, you, you won't have a, a, a BOT. So, and the party need all those uh, offices to be able to function effectively. And okay, um, um, although the Attorney General of the Federation and other members of the party, like Omoa Gege, the Deputy Senate President, and even the Akintola, the council in um, this uh, state uh, governorship poll that was uh, that, that escaped nullification by a whisky. <laughs> They have come up to defend Buni against the pronouncement of the highest court in the land. Will this Congress stand the test of time with the highest court declaration that anything done under the Buni leadership of this party is a nullity? Chibuza, I'm asking, okay, what do you think? Um, well, I think it's a matter of time. Time will uh, tell. But one thing is sure that this is just the beginning of a long battle that's going to play out among the blocks can be sure that more people are going to go to court, people are going to push and challenge a lot of things. The, it's like, a, it's like a, um, a shark or like an animal that has tasted blood. Now that they feel emboldened by what the Supreme Court has done and how they've challenged the battle and the feedbacks they are getting and the feelers they are getting from other party members, blocks within the party are going to are going to bond and cluster around peculiar interests within the party and in the long run you can only be sure that how the party manages it will define how the party goes forward well um, what is happening in APC is making PDP to look like a cent although PDP has its own crisis there too although I can see some alignment in PDP former vice president I think Abubakar, the presidential candidate of the party in 2019 election going to meet the uh, people state governor who tend to be the strongest man in the party now to mend fences he's talking of him having a dream and of course what do you think PDP are behaving as if they are battling to put their house well between these two parties how can you weigh them then their strength Based on their yes, I think, uh, so APC, the difference between APC and PDP is just about uh, names. Because many of the people you had in PDP in those days are now in APC. <laughs> and uh, you cannot rule out what will happen in the next election, too. Well, there's nothing wrong in Article who has. A presidential aspiration to court a sitting governor, especially governor of an, a, a PDP state, where they are sure of their votes. There's nothing wrong with it. The what I'm, but it is, and I think the time is also very, very good because they are trying to cash in, in what could be the fallout of this Congress, what could be the fallout of, of governors moving in the APC. And also to ensure that 
the party that's PDP that they don't look lose more more, more members. You know, I think beyond trying to cut wicked, it's also about trying to ensure that the party remains solid. I think that is the point there. Well, um, listener, that is the much we can take for today's edition of the big issue. And of course, you've heard it all. The congresses conducted by the governing or progressive congress last Saturday, marred by protests, irregularities, violence, and of course, this is actually the build-up to the 2023 presidential election. And of course, we will keep you tab on this very matter as issues unfold. For today, we're going to draw the curtain here and we say join us next time, same time, for another edition of The Big Issue. For now, we say goodbye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.